Welcome into Game Static, episode 126. I'm Alex Live with Hope you're having an incredible day today. Whether you're watching this live alongside of us, watching after the fact, or listening after the fact, no matter what, we appreciate the hell out of you. Uh, we're already back to not having Zach back on the team. Uh, work once again is cucking him, but he could make a guest appearance mid-show. I have my doubts that he will, but he could make an appearance mid-show, but we do have John. John, how you doing? How you feeling? What are the odds that Zach's going to be here? I like that that uh one of the hosts of the show you're referring to is the guest appearance now <laughs> that's basically what it is that's basically what it is man uh he'll uh, he's here or he's not he shows up when he can yeah i mean that's that's at this point that's about accurate we were actually set to do animan plus this week and 30 minutes before he was set to be here, he texted me and told me he wasn't going to be he wasn't going to be able to make because he got cooked again at work. I feel so bad for that guy, that poor dude, man. Uh, but hopefully he can figure it out. Uh, if he comes in mid-cast, awesome. If he doesn't, all right, maybe we'll see him next week. Uh, but uh, for today's show, we're going to be chatting about E3 being dead, 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 dead. There is no comeback from this. We're going to chat about it. Give an update on everything going on with Dark and Darker and Iron Mace. Uh, chat about the Zelda gameplay that was revealed and everything that came out of that, that, that OLED switch that was leaked a while ago being confirmed. Uh, and then also just kind of looking ahead for April, because honestly, a lot of good games coming out this month. I mean, it's not like you have like AAA after AAA after AAA title, but like there is a lot of good titles coming out this month. So we're going to take a look at that. And honestly, we have a lot of shit in the weekly wrap up this week. A lot of stuff randomly was announced. It's kind of cool. Shout out for Spoken getting a DLC. Shout out to that. <laughs> I'm going to go back to that game at some point. <laughs> Didn't know we were going to get a DLC, but I'm here for it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going back to there sometime this year. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not. It's not dead to me. Not dead to you. Just right now, you're busy. That's the main well, thing. It's just the the open world exploration type games like that. I mean, I dropped it and Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, you at did. the exact same yeah, hour mark. It's not the games like either of those games' fault that I dropped them. It's just them. you right it's now. It's not my type of game <laughs> I'm looking for right now. Yeah, I feel you because that was me with Hogwarts Legacy. Like I told you, it became a chore to play, and yeah. I'm just like, all right, well, I'm done. But yeah. now, but now all of a sudden, I'm super addicted to Persona Five Royal, you know. It's you know not like truly open world, but it has it's, its, it's a, it's it has a its different element. it's a different enough style yes. of game where there it's enough distinction to where your brain can be like this is different enough. Yes, and that's where I'm at. I, that's why I hope Zach comes in today because I want to chat with him about you know, P5R because this is the same man that will beat the game, then start a new game plus and beat it all within a five day period, like. That's, I don't know how he does that. I don't know either. Like, when he told me that he did that, like, I was baffled. Where it's just like, how do you do that? How do you start a game, you know, a game of that size, beat it, start a new game plus, and beat it again all within a five-day period? That blows me away. Especially when you're working as well. Yeah. I I take, like, four days off work to beat a 30-hour game. Yeah, exactly. That's why it, it just... Zach's a different creature. Hopefully, he'll be here today. If not, hopefully, we'll see him next week. Uh, but also make sure to go check out some Rogue Energy with the furrow link down below. We'd appreciate that extra support as well as going over to Agent Inc. They just did a big uh, rebrand re recently of everything. It looks nice, clean, and fresh. Uh, so make sure to go over to Agent Inc. and show us some support with the referral link down below. We pick up, appreciate that. Pick up a jersey and uh, join the Discord. Uh, you can come chat with us there. That's a great way to just communicate and have a good time. So I'll go to uh, two cams. Go ahead and turn down the music so and start back up. Yeah, we are on two camps. Cool. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm currently in standing mode. I hurt my back earlier this week, man. I cannot sit. Sitting is not fun for me right now. Uh, 
not fun at all. I had to kind of move my stuff a little bit so I could actually see. If Zach gets here, I'm not going to be able to see Zach really, like up front. It's <laughs> weird to look over and see you standing right now. I know. I just, I, I don't have a choice, man. I was going to say, it, it, at least when we work, the few times we have done like the digital cast yes. or something, anytime I'd see you stand up, I'm like, fuck, fuck you, I'll stand up. Yeah, too. yeah, because he's got a standing desk too, you know. Sooner or later, I want to get every desk in here to be a standing desk, like just these cheap ones. Like this works for how much we use it, you know what I mean? I, I want to do that eventually. And honestly, just, you know, I, I have been thinking about doing a, a little, you know, remodel in here, like how we're going to rearrange. I've been, I've been considering doing some rearranging. Mostly so I can actually go standing mode and actually see Zach. You know, because I can't, like, I can see, like, I would be able to see, like, the top of his head because of where the monitors are right here. So, might, might do a little rearranging sometime soon. I don't know. Something I thought about. But, uh, yeah. Just get, just get, like, half the size monitors. These are already really small. Yeah, put a tablet <laughs> up there. I mean, I, I do have a tablet, so I, I, I did consider that coming out here. So, I don't know, man. Uh, anyway, uh, so why don't we kind of kick things off with um, Iron Mace and Dark and Darker. We don't have, like, groundbreaking updates or anything. Like, the game's not backlisted on Steam or anything like that. But we do have some updates. Uh, I know one that came out literally Sunday after we went live on Saturday uh, where Dark and Darker basically put out a huge thing, like, even detailing their game files, yeah. uh, where they basically showed, hey, these game files, the Nexon is claiming that we're using, these are free-to-use game files from well, Unreal. It, it was mostly, like, the lawsuit, or it, it's kind of changed, or kind of changed around where uh, Nexon, what they ended up stating was the files were very similar or named the same as what they had in their P3 game that they were uh, wanting to develop. So yeah, Iron Mace went through and every file that was contested, uh, they went back through and every file they had from the Unreal in like Unreal download where they could use it, where any developer can <laughs> use it, anybody can. Uh, they they backtraced them and. and released a spreadsheet that had the exact download link and everything where you could get it from. Yep. And then all of the files that they created in-house, uh, they had those as well and had them marked as made by uh, Iron Mace. Yep. And uh, in their statement, and I'll be paraphrasing here, they, they basically said along the lines of the reason why the files sound or are named similar is because it's generic fantasy names for it because yep. they had names in there like ranger crouch yeah or like ranger crouch animation yeah or, very or basic like, stuff and stuff like that and it's like of any game that's based in a fantasy setting that has care like character classes are all going to have very similar names because you don't one you don't want your the naming procedure to be very complicated because mm -hmm. then that can cause more problems in development yeah the simpler you can make the name the better yep so it's kind of like it was kind of them just uh, their statement on a week ago saying, "Hey, yeah, you contested these files. Most of them are available to everyone, and the ones that aren't, yeah, they may be named similar to yours, but that's because it's we were. It's like you were looking at making a uh, like a generic fantasy game and we were making a we made a generic fantasy game. Yep. That's why the names are similar. Yeah. And the big thing they were continuing to stress is like 
you can't copyright a genre because like that's what like it almost seemed like Nexon was trying to like they're the, cease and desist about is like you know about like this is the same type of game. It's like who cares the same type of game? You can't copyright a genre. Yeah. The only difference between Dark and Darker and other extraction type games is the fact that you're in a dungeon instead of like a city or something like that. It's medieval weaponry and there's a circle that closes in. Yep. Other than that, it's it's nothing groundbreaking. It's nothing new necessarily. It's just done really well. Yeah, exactly. And then there was a little update yesterday that you mentioned to me right before we started as well. Uh yeah, yesterday Friday there was uh I had a I had a friend of mine kind of sending me screenshots of it. Apparently in the dark and dark Discord, uh there were there was a long post basic that was, I guess, by one of the developers kind of candidly saying that they were aware of what the uh, what Nexon was trying to do to them, slowly bleed them out, make them not be able to work on the game. Right. And basically put a stranglehold on them until they ran out of money and weren't able to continue operating. Uh, and then was saying they didn't know if they were going to be able to or they were going to try to fight it, but didn't know how long asked for the community's help. And then a GoFundMe link was posted. Uh, and I believe the GoFundMe had like, I think I saw a screenshot. I, I can probably find it on my phone real quick, but I think it had like $46,000 or something raised. That didn't surprise me. You know, the, the dark and darker fandom yeah, is, is it was strong. A, it was, <laughs> at least at the time the screenshot was sent to me, it was about $46,000. Okay. But uh, very quickly afterwards, other developers and mods were in there. They took, like, kept deleting the announcement, uh, taking down the links when they were posted. Cause they, and they were basically telling people, do not donate. We don't know if this is legit. Right. And... Uh, at this point, it I think it's been found to have been legit, but I believe the GoFundMe is taken down. I don't think it's it's uh, or at least last I looked at it, it was taken down, not uh, available to be donated to anymore. So I, it was kind of a weird situation that popped up, kind of like almost, almost kind of like. One one person was kind of going against the wishes of everybody else at Iron Maze. Yeah. Uh, Just really wanted to get... I imagine his sentiment is how everyone feels, but everyone else is trying to be more professional about it. Is, yeah. is that kind of the vibe where he kind just of, said, fuck it? Kind of, because... Because yeah. you would assume everyone feels that way. Yeah. In in the post, the uh, the person basically said, nobody nobody else on the team knows I'm doing this. Our legal team doesn't know I'm doing this. No, nobody knows <laughs> oh, that I'm do- making this post, which is, oh boy. <laughs> which is what freaked the people like the rest of the team out because yeah. they didn't know if the account was hacked or if anything like that had happened. Yeah. They, yeah. Their, their worst fear was, Holy shit. Did, did somebody just hack this account and scam our community? Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know exactly where that's at at this point, but I think it's mostly been figured out. It was confirmed to have been like, yeah, just keep yeah I think it was confirmed to have to have potentially been uh, uh, a legit posting. But I believe everything's been taken down because it's the it was something the rest of the team I don't think was 
okay with happening. But I don't, it's like that I'm kind of speculating on because I don't know for sure. Yeah, I had to check. I think a bird just hit our studio window. I, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> so I was curious. But yeah, uh, what basically what I got out of, out of all of that that kind of happened yesterday is, well, at least we know 100% for sure that the the people at Iron Mace are very aware of what the situation is right yeah, now, yeah. and they know what's being done to them. Yeah, very self-aware about the it's situation. Like they're, and they're, they're horribly stressed about it. I don't blame them. Small studio. Yeah. It's like, you know, remember the wholesome story you shared last week? Small enough studio where it's like the dude started it by a loan from his brother. Yeah. You know, like that's how small they are. But yeah, so not the... Not necessarily the biggest update in the world, but some some information uh, out there still. Hopefully, I believe they are working on like more information that they can tell. They're just going about yeah. it in the way that they're... I think the rest of the team is going about it in the way that they're supposed to be, going through their legal team, making sure they're not compromising themselves in any way. But we should hopefully be seeing more information come from them soon. Yeah, that's what we're going to be hoping for. We'll keep tracking it as it happens. But, you know, I, I would say with some of the biggest stuff, you know, out, out this week that I think a lot of people are at least happy to see is like basically see the little guy really fighting back. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that that was kind of the big takeaways. Oh, man, the, this is, could hopefully be a win for the little guy because yeah. Nixon is a large company. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's one of those where it, it kind of depends on how long they get to draw it out before they have to actually provide some backing for their claims. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like like I said last week, I'll say it again. We'll continue to monitor this situation and just continue to hope for the best for Dark and Darker. Because I got to say, man, like uh, in either a play test or when the game comes out, I was actually getting really excited to try the game with you. Like, I mean, how much you've hyped it up and how much community's hyped it up, seeing it on Twitter. It, dude, thanks to you, it's all on my Twitter feed now. It's all, I, I am in the algorithm and it's oh, thanks yeah. to you. Like, I, I want to play this game with you. I want to I wanna check it out. So I really hope this all comes out. I think it's going to come out positive. I mean, I really do. Hopefully, it does. I I want to say that I I think it will, and because I I hope that it will. But it's it's also one of those where we're still very early on. Yes, we so are. It's it's tough to say for sure what's going to happen, but hopefully everything works out in Iron Mace's favor. Yeah, I, I think it will. We'll just keep keep on hoping and keep on monitoring the situation. Meanwhile, another mo- situation that uh, we've been kind of monitoring for many years now. Man, end of an era. E3 is really dead this time. There's no yeah. coming back from this. Honestly, I wasn't too surprised when I saw that. I was not either. There's no shock out with me with this whole situation. I gave them the benefit of doubt because Reed Pop was the one that was hosting the event, running the event. They're very successful at events like this. Great. Um, but they just couldn't eat the, the time of E3, the beauty that made E3 great. That time has just passed. Everyone can do their own thing now. Well, it's it's not even just the fact that everybody can do their own thing. It was, it's the fact that, yeah, E3 had been, we we had we haven't had it. Everybody's been, or you would you thought everybody was waiting on it to come back, really. Yeah. But I mean, it's the it's like last year when, I think it was last year when everybody was wondering can, uh, can like. Summer Games Fest take the spot of E3. Can it? Can it do it? And 
then after Summer Games Fest, everybody's like, maybe we need E3. And I'm over here going, fuck are y'all talking about? It's the most excited I've been after this week than <laughs> in the past few years. You were really excited about Summer Game Fest last year. And so far, everything that's come out from Summer Games Fest is, <laughs> that I was looking forward to has been a fucking banger. Yeah, uh, you were pretty pumped out of that Summer Game Fest last year. But it, it's one of those where it's like, I mean, they had, E3 had already kind of lost some of its strength when uh, like PlayStation was doing its own thing. Yeah. Then they Then it went away. Uh, I mean, not due to their own fault. Yeah, but, COVID. But they try to come back, and it's like, well, Sony's already been doing their own thing. I mean, Nintendo's always kind of done their own thing. The only difference was they posted their video at your show instead of, like, their own... Yeah. Like, on their own YouTube page and website and stuff. That's the only difference for Nintendo. It's just as easy for them to post it, and it... I mean... Hell, we know we know Nintendo doesn't need E3 to get views. They get every time they drop a direct, they get millions and millions and millions of views. Yeah, everybody tunes in for it. Uh, and then, I mean, the last, I mean, the last real big contender was like Microsoft. Mm. And I mean, as we've kind of seen, Microsoft has now started doing their own thing. Well, it's really. like they they kind of. It's it's kind of the thing of like either Sony or Microsoft, one of them will start doing something, then the other one kind of looks to do it yep. a couple years later. So it's not a surprise that Microsoft's like, well, they're successful. We've got more. It's like we've acquired more like teams and developers and mm-hmm. everything than we've ever had before. So we can already by ourselves probably make the biggest show out of anyone. Yeah. So why not give it a go and see how it is? Right. And then the the final nail on the head was when Ubisoft pulled out. Yep. As soon as that happened, I'm like, oh, this is over. <laughs> yeah, Ubis- Ubisoft pulls out. They're like, well, shit, no one else is going. Yeah. Why do I need to go? Yeah, I mean, th- th- that's, that's the thing. Ubisoft was honestly probably the biggest name that was there. Also, I mean, let's be fair. Fucking Ubisoft. I know. We know what we're getting from Ubisoft for hey, the next we, 10 years. Hey, we got a nice little tidbit for Ubisoft for you right here in the we, weekly wrap-up. We, we, we know exactly <laughs> what we're getting for the next 10 years from Ubisoft. I, I, you know, uh, yeah, with the Ubisoft weekly wrap-up, then I'll go ahead and shout out now because I thought you would really appreciate this. Um, you know, because, I, you know, whenever we last chat about, like, they have, like, 10, 10 Assassin's Creed games in development, and you were like, just shut the fuck up and release one. Apparently, Mirage has been delayed to 2024 based yeah, on no reports. Fucking, <laughs> no fucking wonder. You're never going to make a game when you keep, when all of your time is spent. Yep. Fucking coming up with the next 10 games that you're going to make. You're making 10 more Assassin's Creed games. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. By the time they all release, no one's going to give a shit anymore. So let's look at this. Skull and Bones delayed twice. Assassin's Creed Mirage now delayed to 2024. And also with that, apparently the crew project Orlando was reportedly also delayed alongside of that. Good luck, Ubisoft. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it's the thing of like, yeah, Ubisoft was going to go to E3. We pretty much know what Ubisoft was going to talk about. Yeah. They, I mean, they can't help but continue to talk about Skull and Bones for some reason. 
They want to keep trying to convince us to play that game when it comes Let, out. Let's, nev- let's never forget with Skull and Bones that they legally have to release that game. Yeah. I forgot what country it is. I always forget. Maybe like Norway or something. I don't know. But just due to the amount of money that was pulled to make this game, in whatever country, they are legally obligated to release this game or that country can take them to court. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, they, that's just a meme at this point. I mean, they... <laughs> They're going to tr- keep trying to convince us to play Skull and Bones when it comes out. Yep. We know that's going to happen. And we know no one will play it. Yeah. If it goes to Game Pass, I'll try it. Yeah. It's like they would talk about... It's like we we know... I mean, they would probably still try to talk about the crew. Yeah. Because why not? I mean, it's not the most successful racing games out there. Yeah, it's but not they, a Grand Turismo or Forza, but... It is still... Like notable. a very notable kind of yeah. niche racing game in itself. It's not the biggest, but it's it's made a, a big enough name for itself that it's there. Yep. So it's like we basically know what's up with Ubisoft. Yep. We know exactly what what they're going to talk about. They talk about basically the same thing every year, yeah. just with newer versions or like DLC or something coming out. Right. So it's kind of like, well, you were going to be the biggest name there. You pull out because you realize, well, shit. Either they knew it was it wasn't going to be happening, or they're just like, fuck. We don't need to go. Or I th- nobody else is going. I think they knew because there was one little tidbit that I thought of that was about a month ago. I didn't include it on a weekly wrap up or anything. I, I didn't shout out in a podcast, but I did spot it about a month ago. Whenever Ubisoft further confirmed, like, yes, we will be at E3. The actual report was, yes, we will be at E3. If it happens like that was their exact words about a month or so ago. So I, I didn't include it in the show at the time, but I probably should have looking now that we've seen that Ubisoft yeah. pulled out and canceled. But th- they knew, you yeah. know, they, they it, knew you that can, you can only assume that they knew. Yeah. Other because other developers per- weren't there. Their their perspective on it is, well, we at this they probably like got the phone call or something saying it's not happening before the press release went live. Yeah. And they're or they were like, hey, we're going to be announcing it soon and they're like well fuck we got to get our own announcement out of there so it doesn't look like we're just leaving because they they're not doing the show yeah because then then it just makes then it then it turns out then it goes from like them looking a little better for for seeing it rather than them kind of grasping at straws after the fact yeah exactly um because now you know they they left it before the press release and now there's like, oh we're doing our ubisoft forward around that time period and, and one thing that i definitely want to touch on and th- this one is going to be more so for anyone you know who may be like a long-time listener of the show and we've chatted about e3 and like game awards summer game fest gamescom all these big events before look I'll, I'll be fully transparent i am not forgetting anything it is not a change of tone I fully acknowledge that here on this show, I think at least all three of us, I'm pretty sure at least me and you, we have been in that sentiment that one thing that we really liked about E3 is we knew when every developer was going to go on, and that was kind of the draw to it. So it's like, you know, we're not stuck in a three-hour presentation with a bunch of stuff that we don't give a shit about. But like today's day and age is also why we're not surprised that E3 is gone, because like that same sentiment that me and you related on where it's like, we like to know when certain developers are going to be on, they already do their own showcase yeah. anyway. Yeah. So it's like that. It's like, it's it brings the question, you know, from a uh, consumer like us as fans, 
what good does E3 do anymore? Now, for smaller developers, E3 does wonders. A lot of deals get made. You know, so I feel so bad for the small developers out there. But as fans, we have to ask, what was E3 really providing us? You know what I mean? Well, and that's why we're not surprised. Even still, basically all E3 kind of came down to, like, in this day and age, was it was the week that all the, the conferences yep. were going to happen. Yep. Now it's like now we may not get all the co- like everybody may not do the show in the same week. Yes, it's like yeah, that, that's one thing that may yeah, change going it's forward. It's like PlayStation may do theirs, and then a month later Xbox may do theirs. Who the fuck knows what Nintendo's doing? <laughs> they do their own thing, man. They'll, they'll, Tough to predict. They'll they'll do theirs whenever they whenever they feel like it. We gotta. It's like we usually have rough ideas when it's gonna yep. happen. But the only thing is now. We won't have, we probably won't have a week where it's just like bang, Saturday show, bang, Sunday show, bang, Monday show, and basically just five straight days of new announcements coming out. Now it'll be like, okay, maybe August will be the month for, for like PlayStation or June will be for Xbox or something like that. They can do it whenever they want to now. Yeah. Which is both a good and a bad thing. It's nice to have all of the announcements at one time. That was the good thing about yes. having it scheduled in the with the E three format is you knew when everything was coming. You it's like you knew. Okay, E three is going to be around the time they do their big announcements. We'll get some stuff towards the end of the year with game awards and stuff like that. But E three was E three was the big like. It was the time for the developers to kind of like throw everything on the table and go, this is what we got. Yeah. And now we don't, it's like, we may not have that all at the same time anymore, which I mean, good and bad thing kind of spreads announcements out, which will be nice. We can get, we can kind of get caught off guard a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, instead of like knowing, yeah, kind of like I've been saying, knowing Within this week, we're going to get more announcements than we know what to do with. Yeah. We'll have we'll have a little bit of a breather in between. I will say, you know, if, you know, assuming that, let, let's just take let's just take the assumption that, you know, studios will start really spacing things out end of June, in July, whatever. I, I want to stress this. I will forever and always miss the week of E3. I will, I will always miss that format. And honestly, there is a part of me that believes that format, that general like, okay, it's June, it's time for mid-year announcements. I want to believe that will always be a thing, even with E3 gone. And I want to think yeah. that it, it's going to be thanks to Summer Game Fest being so prominent, where Summer Game Fest is going to be having its thing, and you're going to see Microsoft, PlayStation, Nintendo, Ubisoft Forward, Devolver Digital Direct, all of those really do their thing around the same time, almost in a sense like, in a way, like in an honor of E3, because E3 set yeah. the groundwork for the industry. Like yeah. they, they did. I mean, I, I'm kind of still expect everything to be at least in that same month. Yeah. But uh, just kind of br- pointing out that they can do it whenever they want to. Yeah, exactly. The problem, the problem with doing that is, like you said, Summer Games Fest is still going to go on, and if yep. we've learned anything in the past couple years. Jeff Keighley can get whatever fucking announcement he wants. <laughs> he got a console announcement for God's sake, people. Like, Come on. <laughs> it's like he can he's going to get whatever fucking yep. announcement he can. So in a sense, he's still going to be doing that. 
which means he's still going to be forcing the hand of like big developers to go somewhere in his range of yes. when his show is happening. So that way he can put the Summer Game Fest logo stamp on it. Because well, <laughs> even then it's like because he's probably still going to get the announcements. Yeah. Everybody still understand like these developers they'll do their own show, but they still understand if we go to if we give it to uh Jeff for some Games Fest, we're set. Yep. It's like that's that's a big show. He gets it's like he in his show, he gets more views than the individual developers do. Yes, he pulls their, numbers. It's like he <laughs> he's going to pull numbers more than them. So th- there's still the it's like they may not do it the same week, but it's I I still firmly believe kind of like you yep. where it's going to happen close to it. May not be the same week, but same month probably. Yeah, where, just June in general. Or well where he's going to get the big announcement and then they're going to get the full presentation of going into detail about the announcement. Hey, he made it. <laughs> we are coming for that goddamn trademark. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The E3 trademark's coming to us, baby. We're claiming that shit. Oh, man. Going three cams now. We're Let's dying. Turn. We're taking that shit. <laughs> E3 is done and that shit's ours now. <laughs> I didn't touch on that joke yet. I was going to close off this whole segment with that joke. So I'm glad that you were able to be here to to chat about it midway through the show. Shout out to Zach for making it. We were we were we weren't sure if you're going to make it or not, but I know I've been listening. Okay. <laughs> we were yeah, hold that little hope, but man, him coming over here, he's still listening to us ramble. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was probably listening to right up to the door. <laughs> you're damn right I was. All right, there you go. I had to find an entrance. No, that's fair. That's fair. I had, I had He'd probably time been for standing the, out there waiting, waiting for the right moment. Yeah, <laughs> he'd, he'd been standing out there going, "Fucking shut up and say something interesting." Yeah, basically, basically. So, what's your thoughts on the E3 being dead? I mean, all of us saw saw it coming. I mean, yeah, as y'all have been saying, I mean, it's just been slowly becoming less and less. I mean, COVID definitely increased the pace of how quickly it was going to die out. Yeah, because I think without COVID, it might have actually stretched on for a couple more years. But E3 was just sort of that starting line that was just like, yeah, we can do our own stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then kind of like what we said, especially with E3 gone, Jeff Keighley's just become a fucking monster. Yeah. Man. He's become a titan. <laughs> he is. And I just every single time anything E3 would be announced, this man is on it with the social media post. And Easily. It's, the, it's the same thing with the E3 announcements. Like minutes later, Summer Game Fest. Summer Game Fest is not canceled. Will go on. Jeff Keeley talking about, I remember E3 when I went there. You know, I was 15 years old. But don't worry, we have Summer Game Fest. And I'm like, this man. I mean, he was he was very smart about Summer Games Fest. He latched on to E3 yes. to be like, I'll just do your opening show. It's like, I'll open E3 week. Yes. And then now he's like, it's fucking mine. Basically. <laughs> now I open with my own show. Basically, dude. And, you know, the one thing that's going to be interesting to watch for this summer with Summer Game Fest is you got to keep in mind, this Summer Game Fest, I, I want to say, is the first one that's, like, fully open to the public. It's like it's like what in oh, E3... Oh, is it going to actually be open? Yeah, like, okay. you know... You can buy tickets. It's going to feel like what an E3 was. Like, it's going to be, I mean, yes, it was open to an extent last year because obviously after the the main video, the main show, people were there playing games yeah. and stuff because we saw leaks come out for like, I remember Sonic Frontiers leaks coming out and shit like that. Uh, but yeah, this is the first one that's going to be similar to an E3 feel where they're in a convention center in Los Angeles, I think, and 
you know, people can buy tickets and go to it and go to all these different booths and shit like an E3 almost. So like that, that's going to be interesting to watch about how much, because like that alone, if it's like overly successful, like we think it's going to be, I feel like it's going to further uh, keep that sentiment that me and you were just saying that like, we think it's going to everything, all these big announcements and showcases are going to stay in this same week range, almost in a sense, like in an honor of E3 kind of way. That's just kind of what I think. I don't think stuff will fall out of June. I think June will remain the month going forward. And all kind of in the same window. For the I mean, most that part. wouldn't be a bad just because it is halfway through the year, and um, it's a good time to update. Not though it's not as bad as it used to be. Summer was always sort of that dead time for gaming. Yeah, and I mean, over the last couple of years, for game not, releases, you mean? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not nearly as bad now. No, it's not. But it used to be bad. You yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. You right there. I I do think June is the good time period, like you said. It's just good mid year. You know, you lay out your quarter three, quarter three especially, because quarter three is the part of the summer months we're talking about. Give people a glimpse at what they're going to get in quarter one of next year. Yeah, yeah, that that as well. Or in some cases, quarter three of four years from now. In some cases, you know, because they just reveal stuff too early. I will say that's that's the only reason I haven't liked a lot of the 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 conferences and stuff we've had over like the last year or two, is because. They're not interesting, or they haven't really been interesting, because outside of a few exceptions, we've been watching the same trailers for the past two years. He's yeah. not wrong. Where it's True. just every year, it's another year out. It's yeah. like, that's that's why, that's part of why Nintendo is always the standout, and everybody always loves their them. They always talk about how, oh, Nintendo won E3 or something. It's just because their games came out, or coming yep. out this year. Yeah. I mean, really, the only cases of where a game was announced and took forever to come out was what? Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, Prime 4, Bayonetta 3. That's it. Everything else, it's like it gets announced and it's out within a year. Like, that's why like, that's why everyone loves Nintendo. How many of those are out? <laughs> <laughs> One. No, well, two. Two, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. Because Breath of the Wild was originally supposed to be like a, a mid-gen Wii U title. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you, you're right, though. <laughs> Hey, Nintendo, one's about to come hey, out. Hey, Nintendo doesn't miss often with that, but when they miss, they fucking miss. Yeah, Prime yeah. Four. Prime Four is my favorite example, man. That's why we still reference stuff. Man, this game got Prime Four. It got restarted from development. I mean, like something like that just doesn't happen. A game of like that magnitude of title literally getting nuked. It's like, ah, yeah, we're starting over. That does not happen in the gaming industry. Like, it just doesn't. <laughs> it's very rare when something like that happens, but. No, I mean, E3 being dead, it sucks because, like like I said earlier, I will forever miss, like, just that single four-day period of nonstop uh, directs and showcase. I will forever miss that because that was awesome. That was awesome growing up. Loved it. You know, um, but, you know, one thing that I saw Jeff point out in his tweet uh, when he was, like, reminiscing about when he was there 15 years old is that, you know, he made Summer Game Fest because he felt like E3 was not evolving to the times. And they weren't growing to match the times. And he saw an opening there, which obviously he ended up being correct on this. And taking. Yes, and taking. And now taking that crown, just like we're going to take the E3 trademark. Um, But, uh, I mean, you know, the writing's been on the wall. You know, the writing has been on the wall. It's unfortunate, but none of us are shocked by the fact that this event got canceled. No. Still looking forward to the summer, though. Going to be lots of great showcases. Rip E3, though. (laughs) <laughs> read pop they gave it their best attempt i even saw a couple people uh from like read pop and stuff like that uh tweet out literally just some short sweet to the point i'm sorry we tried <laughs> like it makes you feel bad you know what i mean it's like damn that's actually a depressing little tweet <laughs> i'm sorry we tried that's it 
<laughs> it was just not enough to work with. I mean, when your headlining studio was probably Ubisoft. It's rough. Yeah, <laughs> that's a problem. Ubisoft has not been in good graces for a very long time. I'm tired of Ubisoft. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they, got, they got three franchises, honestly. Assassin's Creed, Did you, Rainbow Six Were you Six listening Siege, when we talked about the delay? And crew, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Mirage and the crew being delayed. Skull and Bones yeah. just got delayed. Yeah. Man. I mean, personally. Oh, I guess I, technically they still got four honored, too. Oh, yeah. That, that's still going, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's still yeah. going. Shout out. Yeah. Personally, I don't have anything against Ubisoft. I just, I'm fucking tired of hearing the same guy. Anytime they say they're going to announce something, they're announcing the same fucking thing they talked about before. Oh, and Just Dance. <laughs> Our yearly Just Dance. Oh, that is true. They do have Just Dance. That yeah, goes, that does, that's like that's like one man's three-day project. Yeah, basically. Ubisoft made a choice a long time ago. They found franchises, and they've stuck with them, and they went, nothing else. <laughs> well, I mean, they're bringing back Skate, so, I mean, I guess... Again, to- nothing, <laughs> yeah, nothing else. else. <laughs> nothing new. Uh, we uh, don't do new anymore. Yeah, we don't do new. We do remakes, remasters, and just continue on beating and the And spinoffs. Yeah, and spinoffs. That's all we do these days. Oh, man. Uh, any other thoughts on the E3 stuff? Zach, you got anything that you want to shout out since you just popped in? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Uh, we'll touch on the Zelda gameplay stuff then. Um, I think I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I'm I, know, out. I know. I know. I, kn- I knew both of you would be out. <laughs> I, I knew for a fact Zach would be out. I had a little hope that you would be somewhat in. <laughs> you were trying to talk to me about the controller that you were trying to get, and you were like, do you see that? I'm like, what controller? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I read an article. Then he looked at me and goes, did you watch anything on it? And I went... Skimmed an article. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was cool to finally see like gameplay for this for like the first time because like the only snippets of gameplay you was like three seconds in trailers. You know, and him yeah, just but, falling through the sky. Basically, yeah, it's a lot of falling from the sky. Yeah, but aside, f- okay, I'm gonna ask one question leading off into it. Okay, aside from the new like abilities or spells or whatever the fuck they call them, does it look like much changed? Uh, okay, Wait, is an ability called Ultra Hand? Yes. Why? That's just what they named it. So, why? So, yeah. That's what they named it. Just <laughs> God dang it, Linkle. Just, <laughs> just in general, outside of like the obvious applications of these new abilities that they have in there, is there is there a massive change that I would have missed out on from not watching this? Uh no. Because this 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 yeah, are you talking about this direct in particular? That would just like from from what we've been able to see so far. So if, if we're talking strictly just this direct, uh, you know, these four abilities do add a lot of change. If we're talking overall for the game as yeah. a, a difference from Breath of the Wild to this one, uh, I'm personally still in the boat where, like I was a while ago, where it's like, I need to see the new, you know, yeah. because we're in this same world. I know the sky stuff's new. How much is the sky stuff kind of like, how big is it? And what else is new? I, I'm still in the boat where it's like we're getting a lot of of new stuff. You're you're basically just getting more to our already great game. But I'm still in the boat of how much more we're so, actually getting. That was kind of my thing of why I wasn't particularly worried about seeing it because when I read the article afterwards, I see like these these four new abilities or whatever added, and I'm like, okay, well here's the obvious applications for those for yep. generic gameplay purposes. What else did you show me? <laughs> kind of is is where my my so question to you comes. This this little direct was one hundred percent focused on just using these abilities and very 
slowly using like they like each one was at least a couple minutes, two to three minutes a piece showing you how they work and so different they ways got to nothing. use them. Basically, they showed you nothing about they're still keeping everything a secret. But one thing that I didn't kind of want to note with showing everything is they strictly showed everything on the Sky Islands. And they really wanted to emphasize the stuff with the sky. And honestly, that is going to be the fascinating thing to see about this game. Because I I do genuinely believe the sky stuff is going to literally be across the entire map. Like I, I don't I don't think it's gonna be like you know, a, you know, the map of the same size on top of each other, because obviously it is little sky islands. But I do think like you could essentially go across every sky island across the entire map of Breath of the Wild. I do think it's gonna be that big. Just from like simply watching like where he started using recall, which is the first ability shown, which is how you basically you get to the sky. Yeah. Um, it was at one, it was, I don't remember the exact area, but it, it's pretty early in the game. There's like a horse ranch that you can go to with like, like a nice waterfall around you and stuff pretty early in the game. That's where he recalled up. And then when later on, when he was kind of wrapping up the big showcase and he got knocked off, he was very far from that location on the map. Like, I, that's one thing that I was kind of paying attention to. So, like, that is going to be the more factor to the game is, like, I do think there's a lot of emphasis on, you know, the sky. He did make a little note that even the stuff on the ground that you've come to know is different. Didn't really show, like, a lot. It showed a couple things that are like, okay, yes, clearly this is, like, this area I remember, but this is different because of these reasons. But how much more are they different? That's going to be the question. See, that's what I, that's what I was kind of worried was going to be this direct because it's weird to have a direct focusing on your your fucking big boy title of the year. Yeah. And then just not do a whole lot with it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just also just how they've handled some of like a title of this magnitude. Like, you know, they they don't really give you a lot, you know. Yeah. They're one to keep they, everything a secret. They usually I feel like they're usually pretty good about giving you enough to understand. Yeah. Whereas I at least from what you're telling me here, you, you like you're still at a point where you're like, yeah, but what? Yeah, I am. I, I I'm like, if we're gonna be honest, guys, my excitement for this game comes more out of the leaked images from the strategy guy that was a, a couple months ago, yeah. more so than the official releases, because like with some of the leaked images, um, I, I won't say it out loud for people that are diehard Zelda fans that want literally nothing spoiled, but one humongous complaint that I had with Breath of the Wild could potentially, not for sure, but based on the images, and I'm making a guess, my Zelda t- senses are tingling with a couple things that I saw, one big issue I had is going to be changed, which that's cool. You know, I'm more excited out of the stuff I saw on these leaked images, the stuff that's supposed to be secret, more than the official stuff they've shown. Like, you know, I, I'm still in the boat of, okay, what else is new? Like, that, I'm, I am still in that boat. These abilities look cool because the one thing that they were really trying to focus on with these abilities, and this is, Breath of the Wild is already known for this, is like when playing Breath of the Wild, there are so many different ways to handle so many situations, and these new abilities further add to that. So, like, that's where I saw a lot of excitement from people because after I watched it, like, I'm not, a, I wasn't a 10 out of 10 excitement out of that. Like, I was like, okay, yeah, that was overall pretty cool. I'd give it like an 8 out of 10. But the general, like, you know, reception online is like, oh my God, that was fucking awesome. That was a 10 out of 10. I'm just like, was it though? I mean, like, I mean, yeah, it adds to all the creativity to the game with the fusibility, which is just going to be wacky as shit. Uh, you know, the ultra hand and everything, like, it's all going to be extremely wacky, the stuff that you can do with it. I've seen so many memes of like Link having the ultimate weapon is just a shield with the freaking chicken glued on it. 
you know, and he's going to go one shot everything because of that. Um, like it does add to the creativity to the game. Cause I know like when me and Jared have always debated between like best Zelda game, the one thing that he always clung on to with breath of the wild was how creative it was to be able to handle every situation, which fair, totally fair point. And that's the one thing these abilities really add to the game. In my opinion is the, is that creativity to play the game, how you really want and explore it, the world, how you want. But again, when it comes to that exploring, I, I, like you just said, all right, what what else? <laughs> you know, I, I still am in that boat. But I mean, I'm still excited for the game, though. You know, I'm, I'm I'm definitely still excited for the game. But uh, you know, just because of the build around it, where it's like I don't know how much more there actually is, it's still not like my most anticipated title of the year. That'd still be Starfield and Spider Man Two would be number two, and then then this game. Um, but. I mean, the, the abilities look cool. <laughs> the fuse ability is going to be wacky. Take a random stick and fuse a giant boulder on it and go beat the shit out of someone. I mean, it's going to be wacky. I saw, you know, there was one where he had like one long stick and he uh, fused a pitchfork on it and it's like 74 feet long on Link's back and Link's walking like no big deal. So, Can you get a stick and fuse Ganondorf to the end of it? There's probably going to be a glitch that's going to let you do that. Yeah. Probably. I would be willing to bet you anything that will happen. <laughs> I mean, if you, I mean, you could pretty much fuse anything to anything is kind of how they showed it off. Uh, the Ascend ability is pretty cool, too, which that we've already seen in trailers, whatever. You think we'll see Sheik again? Uh, <laughs> maybe. No. Maybe. No. Maybe. No. You never know. Yeah, you do. I mean, th- <laughs> these games are a heavy focus on the Sheikah, so maybe. Who knows? Probably not, but maybe. <laughs> no, the Sheikah has taken Sheik's place. <laughs> I mean, that's... Probably accurate. true. <laughs> <coughs> that is accurate. They have. But, I mean, you never know. Maybe. No. Probably not. <laughs> but maybe. Um, but uh, they also showed off uh, the, that OLED that was leaked a while ago. Uh, Pro controller, case, Amiibo. And you can also get a wooden plaque if you pre-order at GameStop. So Ooh. shout out to that. That's the only pre-order bonus I've seen so far is the wooden plaque uh, from GameStop. I mean, I'll, I'll, I mean that's cool. Wood art's cool. I got wood art literally right behind me, of course. Shout out to Buddy Green with Quality Construction. Um, you know, that's cool. But did manage to get my hands on that OLED though. I don't know if you were listening to the show at that part. That was early in the uh, show. I think I think we were talking about that beforehand. Oh yeah, that was off the show. I did get the OLED. Yeah, did get the OLED. Managed to secure that one. I wasn't really necessarily hunting for it. It was just more so like my Target credit card recently got like a very large increase for whatever reason. You know, okay. the card card was paid off, and I just happened to log in one day, and it's like like a seventy percent increase. And I'm like, guys, please stop. Damn. Please stop. Don't do this to me. So like I, you know, I saw Wario sixty four put up the the link for the uh, for Target and the OLED. I'm like, eh. So what? Let's click saying? it. Let's see if I can get it. So what you're saying is they got you. They got me. <laughs> <laughs> they got me. Yeah. This, this <laughs> it's just the truth. This man sees number go up and immediately spends money. <laughs> they got me. It happened. Uh, but, I mean, no lead does look cool. I don't think it's as cool as the Pokemon one. I think the Pokemon one still looks better. The the Pro Controller is what I want the most. The Pro Controller looks sick, uh, and I have not been able to, to get a pre-order on that I one yet. in my fucking life. <laughs> yeah, I know, with you and your controllers that you're trying to hunt down. Best of luck Dude, to even, you. Even, even yours that are being scalped for your Pro Controller are still, like, less than half the price of the ones I want. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's rough out there getting those collector's items. Yeah, the the controller hunting life is kind of rough, man. 
I've been looking into it. It's, I know you it's have. It's an expensive I know you hobby to I mean, get into. You need, you need to team up with someone who hunts down like uh, sneakers. That's true. I've found I've found some some of the controllers I want online. Yeah, it's just a matter of pulling the trigger because once I pull the trigger, I'm opening the floodgates. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. I've been resisting for right now, but I've got my eye on a couple of them. What's gonna be the first one you think you're gonna buy? It depends because I'm still checking every day. Well, I'm checking every day still to see if that Hogwarts Legacy PS5 controller becomes available again. Fair. Because if I can get that at retail price, then that's a buy. Then then I'm very much more comfortable to start getting into it because then I'll have a few limited controllers. Yeah. To back up to back you up on yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, well, I've got two. I need three. <laughs> it's not a collection. That's, that's good. That's good, good logic. It's not a collection until you have three. That's good logic. <laughs> it's just a pair. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 a fair but point. I've, I've I've been looking at like Xbox One controllers that have come out, and there's there's a few that I have my eye on. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't fight for any of them, but anytime on Xbox Home and it says enter for a chance to win a controller console, I go sure. You never know. I mean, yeah, yeah it, <laughs> might as well. It's one of those where I've I've looked at like the list to see what all have come out, and I'm like, I like these ones. Here. Yeah, <laughs> I still want that Galaxy one that they revealed for Xbox. I yeah. still want that one. The I st- mean, you can still buy that one. Yeah, yeah that sure. one. That one's still that, available. It's it's not too expensive either. Yeah, that one's still retail. I just haven't got around to buying it. He, and he he mentioned to me before the show that he was also looking at getting the Cyberpunk Xbox One one. I, that's one that I would want. That one does actually it's look nice. That one's sick, it's man. It's fucking sick looking. It, it looks good. That is such a good design for that a controller. That might be the first one. The I design like. looks great. The only thing is I can't deal with the color scheme. I mean, okay, that's fair. I, I, I like it. It works for me. Yeah. I mean, that that one I would probably buy just because I like the design of it. Yeah. That's fair. Design is Design is awesome. Now, also, if you find me an Edge Runners one, sure. I still need to finish Edge Runners. I never watched it. No, still need to finish Edge Runners. But all the aesthetics from it, I've seen. Yeah, things, looks amazing. Yeah. I've been on a big show binge recently, so now that I'm done with the boys, I guess I'll hop over to Edge Runners. Wrong and, show. And finish that one. Wrong show. I know it's the wrong show, but I'm still shouting it out. <laughs> I mean, next week I'm going to talk about the Mario movie. So oh, wrong yeah, show. That comes out, doesn't it? Yeah, I totally forgot. It comes out. I this wouldn't week. have known. Yeah, it comes out Wednesday. Oh. I managed to get tickets from uh, for me and the lady uh, so for Wednesday. I would have only known about it. it. It hasn't rated highly enough to be in the mobile game ads, so <laughs> haven't been seeing it. <laughs> that's amazing logic. I love that. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. That's the only reason I knew about like when Fire Emblem Engage was coming yeah, out. Mo- yeah, mobile ads. <laughs> when does the D&D one come out? That's out now. Yeah. Is it? And it's being yeah. reviewed incredibly. Yeah. Apparently, it, it's a great movie. Yeah. People have fucking loved it. I want to go see it. The return of talk about movies and stuff featuring the D&D movie. Sure. <laughs> Let's go. Shout out to that dead cast. Not dead dead. It's not E3 dead. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. It's not E3 dead, but it is dead. But not E3 dead. I want you to know there's four that are in like the dead casket, and then there's one that's actually in the grave. Which one's in the grave? Lighthearted. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> Since this is still technically lighthearted, you know, we're still rocking the same feed that we've been that rocking. The name is dead. The name is dead, yes. Rest in peace to Lighthearted. And then Real Talk. Real Talk is dead, but making its <laughs> way back. The, the true dead one is simply Animan. That one is dead beyond belief. Same thing with Gridiron Mania. 
Shout out to that one. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. That was the original version of a terrible football show. Got the better name. Got the better name now. That's that's for sure. Uh, but no, uh, uh, Zelda gameplay stuff. I mean, overall, pretty solid. Still excited for the game, but it didn't like... I, I, you know, Like I said, more people are, are getting more excited about than I am. I'm still definitely playing this day one. If I can, hopefully going to be able to take off that Friday uh, that it comes out. And uh, I'm going to be playing it all day. I don't know if I'll be able to. Zach Shaken said no. That's probably accurate. I probably won't be able to. No, yeah, you just shouldn't. <laughs> just shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I went to everywhere I needed to go, boss. I'm not at home. <laughs> He would probably understand. He knows that take off for, for game release. <laughs> like this wouldn't be the first time. No, it's just like you know. I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I should. Just simply because like I, I'd rather take off for like Starfield and Spider Man, for example, more than I would Zelda. So I don't know. Well, it's it's a we'll see thing. It's a we'll see. Uh, okay, so after that, you know, I didn't really have anything else. It was just kind of going to weekly wrap up. But since you're here, I'm assuming you listen to the fact that I'm playing P five R now. Yes. Do you have any tips for me? It's something that I should know that you wish you knew before you started. You're the P5R uh, or just the Persona Master. Obviously, first-time Persona player here. First-time P5R run here. Is there anything that I should know that I should be doing? Uh, it depends. <laughs> do you actually want to like maximize time, or do you just want to like enjoy it? Both. I mean, <laughs> that's a, that's not an acceptable answer. I'm trying to use my time wisely. So your best bet would every dungeon can be beaten within two days. The first and besides the opening one, since it kicks you out because of story relations. Yeah. But once it actually opens up, I actually take that back. Not all of them can be beaten in two days because all of them have points where they kick you out. Um, so most can be beaten within two or three days. Okay. Minimize that so you can maximize how much days you can focus on raising your stats. Raise stats before anything else. Um, confidants. Get the fortune teller. Get the arcade kid. Um, fuck, what's their name? Get the doctor. Those three make things very easy. Got the doctor. Well, when I say get, I mean max out their confidants. Yeah, yeah. Because those three make things very entertaining. Kid gives you a bunch of gun stuff for all-out attacks and makes you able to ambush people quicker. Hmm. Fortune Teller, if you... Well, Fortune Teller may be a bit much, but um, Fortune Teller, if you get her quick enough, she can actually help you raise how much uh, relationships you can get with everyone else much quicker, as long as you go and visit her during the day and pay her money. Um, And then... The doctor, she just allows you to get better medicine and whatnot, so yeah, it makes yeah. it easier on you. Um, there's probably one more I should recommend, but I can't think of who it is right this moment. One thing that I was wondering about the stats is how much can you max out these stats in a in a in a in a run? Oh, you can max them out within like the first two months. Okay, all right. That's that's one thing I was wondering is I didn't know if like I needed to really focus on certain stats or you know out of them, or if I was able to really do all of them pretty equally. So well, far, I feel like I've been doing them pretty equally, but I wasn't sure. The main way to do it is usually you can find flowcharts, which maxes it out. Um, usually my thing is I will choose a stat and I will do all the activities to max it out. Kawakami. You want to get Kawakami maxed out because she's your, the teacher who's actually secretly a maid on the side. You want to max her confidant because it allows you to force her to make you tea and curry, which are the main sources of SP items for dungeons because in all Persona yeah. games, SP items are shit to get a hold of. 
That's if, fair. If you max her out, you can call her and she'll come make the tea or curry while you go do other shit. Okay. All right. That's good to know. That's good to know. Max that out real quick. Okay. That's that's good to know. Yeah, I, I, I'm only about like 10 hours in right now. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I'm in the second arc, uh, so I just now got oh, the to, painting. Uh, I haven't got officially to the painting thing. I, I know that's the next arc simply okay. from whenever Nick was playing it once upon a time and he would talk about it on the show. Uh, but, you know, like I, I'm going into uh, mementos for the second time. Yeah. All dungeons can be, be within the second or third day once it opens up. Um, that allows you to maximize your time outside so you can increase your confidence. Um, yeah, then the subway stuff. Try and complete all the requests as you can once you get into the zone so you don't have to do a whole lot of backtracking. And usually I run those Whenever a new section opens, I usually run that within the same day. The other trick is to wait till it's raining and everything can suddenly get the sick ailment, making it very easy to win. Oh, okay. That's good to know. All good tips. I'm going to remember that. Because I'm having a lot of fun with the game right now. Like, I'm actually really excited to go and uh, play it later. And, and the thing with tomorrow. the confidants, uh, if you actually max them out when you do New Game Plus, you well, at the end, the ones you've maxed out will give you an item which will give you uh, access to some of their confidant bonuses at the beginning of the new game plus. Okay. Nice. Also, use the compendium as much as you can. If you have personas that are leveled, go and re update them. Right. They'll cost more money, but then you'll have them on hand. And the compendium is your best way to complete. Um, I forget what they are. The little girls, their strength. Their Arcana thing, which is just making a bunch of personas with weird skills. Mm. Okay, okay. All right, all good tips. Got to keep on playing now. Like, I, I, I am really, I really enjoy. What do you think is gonna be like? What's the average um, story completion play time for a first-time player, not you? Uh, I mean, my first time when it first came out, my completion time was like seventy-two hours. Okay. Got a journey ahead. I mean, I haven't cut it down very much. I mean. If I really focus and just maximize a playthrough, still takes me about like 58 hours. Gotcha. Okay. Are you going to pick it up sometime soon? John's already played what? it. I yeah. have it. I know, but are you going to pick it back up? You were mentioning it earlier. Whenever you and I were talking about that, you got X amount in and just kind of dropped it. Or you, whenever you do pick it back up eventually, are you going to restart it like you mentioned? Or Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like whenever whenever I do go back to it, I it, it'll be starting from fresh. I don't remember shit about that game. <laughs> <laughs> also, fair. and towards the end battles, if your people are dying, always focus on your MC because if he goes down, you're fucked. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that's fair. That's fair. So fuck everyone else. Give him the best equipment. <laughs> yeah, that, it's already. That's how I play games doing, anyway. Right? Yeah, it's kind of what I was already doing. I think I got to sneeze, but it's not one to come out, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, anything else that we wanted to chat about as a as a talk point? What have you guys been Man, up to, Zach? I can still not figure out how to run a weekly show. Yeah, he got WWE. Yeah, Seriously? I, I was talking to him about it. Yeah. I can't run. A, I can't run the weekly show, but I can put on a fucking hell of a main event. Fuck John. And like the the pay per view, fucking knock those out of the park. Weekly shows, they're rough. It's, it's like I'm just sacrificing those to build up the storylines for the for the pay per views. This is why you got to have a large roster, John. You got to have those rivalries interspersed. <laughs> So you have some like mid rivalries to go okay, you leading know, up to the pay per view. You know what's fucked over my what? second season is I had a I had a really good set of rivalries going between uh, w like 
my, best friends? My, no, my women's tag team. Okay. My women's tag team had one of the members of it had like three different rivalries going on. Oh, just, fuck. Just based on how it had the matches going. They were all working really good. Then she got a movie deal. <laughs> so she was gone for a she month. She was gone for a month. And I was just kind of sitting there. I'm like, I can't do anything with these rivalries right <laughs> you, now. You get a lot of money, but you're sort of fucked. But now nah, I, I was telling Alex beforehand, I, the last main event I did, uh, probably the best one I've done. I think my low, I had one like mediocre match, but everything else was like four or five stars. Nice. Because I had a, I had a really good rivalry for the, like the the women's championship, mm-hmm. and then I had a, I don't know why, just two two members of my roster have just, if they face off against each other, the lowest I ever get, I've ever got on it is four and a half stars, damn for a match between them. And I had a rivalry built up to like rivalry level four with them yeah. to close out the show, and it was a fucking banger. But and then I've got an undefeatable ch- like champion on the male side. See, I had that for my first season. Mine was Matt Riddle. I I didn't even want him to be the champ. I didn't even want him to be the champion. But every time I simulated, he won every match in season and the first season up until the WrestleMania. He finally lost the title. Our Truth. (laughs) Our Truth. (laughs) I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember who the good. I think it's like Damian Cross or something like that. Damian Priest. Damian Priest. Yeah. Yeah. He's he can't be beaten. (laughs) <laughs> he's the holder of the world championship the men's championship in the uh for most of the second season he's held a tag team belt <laughs> <laughs> i assume you held on to him whenever <laughs> oh yeah okay he well he 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 won the title in the in wrestlemania at in my season one which brings up a good feature that i hadn't seen whenever you finish the season it goes into the next season and based on your ranking and the gms you get so many uh Contracts you can retain and you for the can, next season. You can only going reta- into the new draft. Yeah, you can only retain people that you have permanent status for too. Yeah, then I and actually like you. Yeah. If they hate you as a boss, they tell you to go fuck off. But yeah, no. So he's he's been a title holder for the entirety of the second season. I want and you to know, Alex. I'm also my GM character is McFoley. Yeah, me Hell too. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah. You get you get four choices, and I was like, "Well, why would I not go with McFoley?" Well, it's actually like six because it's like Tyler Breeze, Xavier Woods. Oh yeah, there there are there are additional ones. Uh, Eric Bischoff, McFoley, Stephanie McMahon, uh, Sonia Devello, I think's her name. Yeah. So you know what the funny thing is, though, Zach? In the rankings, I have the least amount of fans between the four, but the most Hall of Fame. Trophies. I have the most Hall of Fame trophies. <laughs> <laughs> Because at the end of the season, depending on how well you do in challenges you complete, you get Hall of Fame trophies. And it's first to 13? 13 or 12. And that's the main goal of this is to get max out your Hall of Fame trophies to be put in the Hall of Fame before the others. But yeah, so I've got, like I said, weekly matches are like, I'm doing good if I get a couple good ratings. See, I as I told you, I was, my season two has been sort of weird because... And the draft when everyone else was picking up the characters that had built up like star fame and whatnot from the previous season, I went to the I went to the low end. I went, I'm gonna scrape the bucket and build these people up, save some money from a budget so we can do better shows. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've been I've been having fun. In in my first season, I picked up one of the local talents. The local talents can get pretty good. I picked up one of the local talents, brought him up. It was he was a rising star. On my show, he ended up, he ended up fu- like 
in one of the pay-per-views. Got him the challenge for the world heavyweight title. Uh, like where he was, he had a, he had a lot of popularity going into it. He didn't end up winning, but he was a tag team champion mm-hmm. for a little while. And then uh, towards the end of the season, he just get, he, he got kind of beat up on a few times. See, I still have one of the local talents because made her one of my female tag team wrestlers. Yeah, I've, that, that's been happening with me too. I I had a one of the most dominant champions other than Damian Priest for me was, uh, was it Aoki Sky? Okay, yeah. She's been my she's been my top uh female like performer. She's been the champion for a while. She just lost her title in my last event. But uh she's I gave her a local talent as a tag team partner. They've been fucking killing it. <laughs> they they don't got the titles right now, but they're looking like they might take them. When are you gonna get this, Alex? Well, since now P five R has been my focus, I'm gonna get it. I just don't know when. Okay. Yeah. I'll talk to you again in a month. Yep, that's about accurate. Besides that, John and me well, did get some... Uh, <laughs> the funny thing was Sunday, Sunday afternoon, like, what was it, like 3 o'clock or something? Yeah, uh, 2.30. Somewhere around there, I messaged Zach. I'm like, hey, if you want to play Woe Long or something, just hit me up. And he calls me, and I told him, I was like, yeah, I picked up WWE. He's like, oh, how's it going? I'm like, well, I just finished my first season. He started it off with... Geo mode is much funner than it should I, be. I, yeah, it, yeah, that's it what he said when he, when he let it off with it me. It shouldn't be as much fun as it is. It's just a management sim. That's all it is. It's and a, I'm okay with this. It's it's just a management sim. Oh, I it it took me the entirety of season one. I told Alex this to realize that certain certain wrestlers have matches they do better. Yeah, than. you have to find it out by putting yeah, them in the match. But yeah, which is probably why uh, Aoki Sky was doing as well as she was uh, because she. she Apparently, she excels in cage matches. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime she was going, like anytime it was a title fight, cage match, cage match in there. And then I had some cards for cage matches that I threw in there. Man, fucking booming. Also, with all this, uh, shout out to WrestleMania going on yep. literally tonight and tomorrow. Yep. I plan on watching it tonight and you know, watching it tomorrow. Oh, They're my faction card packs are expensive as fuck. I bet. I haven't messed with the, the, much of the faction stuff. They're like eight bucks a pop. Oof. Yeah. I haven't messed with that much yet. I was going to, and then I got sucked into GM. GM mode. Yeah. That'll, you know, it's it, it's it's honestly sad. Like uh, Whenever I get the game, that's probably going to be the first thing I go to. I'm not yes. even going to go play the actual game itself. I'm like, all right, let's go to my GM mode. Yes. That'll probably be the first that, thing I do. That's almost what I did. I did... I did, I think, one or two matches in the tower thing you were yeah. talking about, and I was like, "Let's go check out GM mode." I've been, I've spent like twelve or thirteen hours just simming matches. Yes, <laughs> that's probably what I'm gonna do too. And like, the best legit. thing, and as I said, the best thing that they added was the fact that you can have up four shows at once rather than just you and one other show. Yeah, I am looking forward to playing it. Just uh, like I said, playing PVR right now, I'm having a lot of fun. That's all I really want to play. But at yeah, the moment. besides that, John and me got to have some more. Whoa, long adventures. How'd that go? Uh, well, here's the fun thing. Is uh, there's level... It's like each mission has a level on it. Camera, stop moving. Why are you tracking me? But uh, each, each mission has a level, like a level that you're supposed to be associated with it. But once you get past like level three or four, you're underleveled. For, and we just never paid attention and to we, that. And we just like, fuck it. We'll just keep going. 
I think the first mission that we did the other, like last week. Yeah. I think we were like four levels under it. Yeah. I'd never even looked on the next mission. When, when, like in the, the, oh, the, the Lubu siege? fight. Yeah. Yeah. I Fuck don't even, Lubu, by the way. I don't even know how under leveled we are for that zone. <laughs> that zone's fucking rough. Yeah. So the first one was some prison we went to. We had to go through and we fought. And we got fucked up a number of times, but we eventually... A, a lot of that was us learning how to play again. <laughs> yes, because it's <laughs> been fair. a month since we played, so both of us were like, how the fuck do we do this again? There was a moment where we found a hole, a giant hole that was very obviously going to kill us, and we were running, and... Okay, I forgot it was there. John forgot it was there. I remembered it was there. Did he walk off again? He walked off and oh went, and I sort of laughed and went, oh, I sort of leaned to look over and I went too far and I went, shit. <laughs> and I followed right after him. <laughs> Ledges are our bane. That's actually one of my favorite things about all of you guys' stories. There, there's been, there have been a couple of funny moments where like, we'll be in a fight and I'll go down and then Zach will... Zach will finish killing them before he picks me up, and it'll. Whenever you avenge someone, it pops up on the screen. It's like, uh, avenged or revenged, yeah, yeah. Or, accomplished, or yeah, something revenge like that. accomplished. And I'll be, I'll be down, and, and he'll kill him, and I'll go, oh, we avenged someone. He goes, yeah, you went down. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, that doesn't make sense. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not dead. But uh, the this the uh, <laughs> like the prison area we were in. It wasn't like too we, bad. We were just confused on we where were. we were for most of the time. Like, we ran around a lot confused. And just relearning the controls. Yeah. It's like, that one took us a while just relearning how to play the game. But once we got, kind of got through it, it wasn't. Oh, and then we found my fucking Bane, the goddamn ninjas. Fuck those guys. <laughs> okay. There, there's, because there, I think they're just assassins. Yeah, they're called assassins. They're just assassins. There's nothing hard about them. They're just they they stand off in the distance or they hide in a corner, and they just come down and they attack fast, or it's like they attack fast and then they like jump in and out a few times. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, he can't fight them. Yeah, like, no, I can't get the rhythm to, for some reason. He can't get the rhythm on them. Me, I'm like these are the easiest enemies we've come across in this game. <laughs> Because, like, there was, there's one spot where, like, at the beginning of the mission, there's two in a tree that come down. Yeah. Where, like, he'll run up and start fighting one, and then one comes over to me. I kill it real quick, and I turn around. And every time, without fail, the one Zach's fighting still at full health. And I'm like, like what what's happening here? <laughs> I don't know what about their attack pattern that fucks me up. There's always that one, right? They're always it's like that, that one enemy. It, it, like him, him not being able to fight the the assassins is like me trying to hit a critical counter. <laughs> yeah, because because <laughs> there was a whole thing. Because the second map was a siege, and first off, John apparently pissed off one of the NPCs because there was one fucker that just kept shooting with fucking ballista bolts. <laughs> I don't know where they are. <laughs> like we'll be we'll be stand like we do we do a boss fight or something, lose, be back at the entrance of the fight, and then we're just we're both standing there and we'll be like talking or something. Like a minute passes, nothing, and then like after after about a minute or so, 
quarter of my health is gone because I've been shot with a flaming arrow from somewhere. I was never <laughs> shot once by the ballistas. They are across the entire wall. Not one ever shot at me. They always went for jaw. I don't know what happened. <laughs> like, I thought I, there was one point where we, we like, I thought we cleared, we cleared the, the wall. We cleared the whole map, and I'm sitting there, like, we're talking before the fight, and I got shot. I'm like, where? <laughs> like, there's one point where I'm like running back to go get a marking flag or something. And I get and like an arrow flies by me. I go, I don't even know where it's coming from. <laughs> I couldn't tell you at this point. The game fucking hated John. And then, yeah, no, then there was the fucking, yeah, what you say with a critical flex. Like there was one, the first boss before the gate, literally the guy charges me. I pick John up and then catch the block. <laughs> and John has a hell of a time. Fuck the Lubu fight. Okay. The boss at the end of the, the mission that we're on, which is kind of like the siege and everything that he's been referring to, boss is Lou Boo. He, uh, he rides around really fast on a horse, and he's very fast. You can only hit him a couple times for, before he kind of ducks away. He's got a lot of health. And then you can knock him off the horse, and then he just... he's got After he gets knocked off the horse, you better fucking block the, or counter the next attack because otherwise he's going fucking flame mode on your ass. And that's rough. Yeah. But the fight always starts out. We go into the <laughs> arena. We go into the arena and the first thing he's going to do is he's going to charge me with one of his count, one of the attacks I have to counter. He Every time. Every I, time. It's only me. He only does it to me at the beginning. He literally <laughs> charges. He, he charges at me, and then he goes over and he attacks someone else for like two hits, and then he jumps up and does another one that I got to counter. And I, I don't know if Zach was getting annoyed with it, but the start of every attempt just went. I'd, I'd be sitting there, I go, didn't get it. Nope. I need a pickup. And every t- every time, every time the charge would almost always take John out. Until uh, till we got used to the pattern, then towards the end, John was surviving. But those first like eight runs, just oh every time God, it down. Was bad. I love how it's just John. It like was, I really do. Like where where this this enemy is just like you, you're ba- mine. It's basically <laughs> what it was because there was one one round where he did one of them at me and did one of them at Zach, and I was sitting over there. I went, he he he, he fucked me up now. I don't know what to do. <laughs> It's just but, the worst part because it was a very contrast because as John was saying to those first ones, it took him a while to get those critical blocks and like you would see it because it would turn red, he'd get hit. John would go down, we get him off the horse, he'd immediately turn to me and just go, all right, I'm a fuck, ah shit, critical block, critical block, critical block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I would say this is probably the first, Luba is probably the first boss in the game that's offers a challenge yeah that's significantly hard like outside of just like there's a ton of shit going on on the screen and you gotta chase around like uh the uh the one uh boss that just summoned flames everywhere yeah that one wasn't a hard fight it It was was just just, annoying it's like that one was just annoying because i made you do most of it because i felt like shit during that boss fight and then there was the snake lady we fought who's just annoying as shit yeah, it's like, again, that one wasn't hard. That was just a matter of getting the timing down for the most part. But at some bosses, we've just been able to fucking bully. Yeah. And then it doesn't even help that Lubu does in phases because once you knock him off his horse, once you get him down like a quarter health, he jumps back on the horse. 
And the worst part is the horse doesn't even go away when he's off it. It just runs in a circle and smack the shit out of you if you happen it, to be in its path. It literally just runs in a circle. And if you're in its path, it just runs into you. And if you don't move out of the way or if the knockback doesn't knock you out of the way, it'll just keep pushing you along. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the entire usu- time you're taking damage. usually not an annoyance, but the... With how many runs we did, there was always at one at least one point both both of us got caught trying to do something. We'd be like, oh. <laughs> walk over to pick him up, and it's like, all right, I'm gonna get you a fucking horse. <laughs> uh, I enjoy hearing about you guys' adventures. I mean, we still got a spot. You could join us. I don't think I don't think I'm able to get very far, boys. Hey, if if I can learn it. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody could learn it. The good news is, I found a fucking weapon I like. Yeah, you did. Oh, well, that's good. That's I found a, a weapon that I'm fucking good with. <laughs> that's been the biggest help to me. Nice. Yeah, I, I enjoy hearing you guys' uh, adventures, uh, especially the uh, falling off the ledge. That's my favorite part. <laughs> Gravity always wins. <laughs> All right, boys, let's hit the weekly wrap-up, and let's work our way out of here. Uh, get some uh, dinner going here soon. I'm pretty hungry. Uh, so the first thing that I just want to kind of shout out is that, honestly, uh, got a pretty good month ahead uh, for April and gaming. You know, we do lead off with the Mario Bros. movie this week on the 5th. Shout out to that. Looking forward to, to seeing it. Looking forward to talking about it. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo is coming to Game Pass on the 12th. Zach, is that one that you were checking out? Yeah, probably. Did you play it on the... No, that's right. Cause it, it was PS5 only, wasn't it? PS5 exclusive and PC. Okay. All right. So you didn't get it on PC? No. Okay. Well, there you go. Wait, your, your waiting paid off. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, and then, of course, Mega Man Battle Network Collection on the 14th. That's one that I'm really excited for personally. Uh, Minecraft Legends on the 18th. Looking forward to trying that one since it will be going to Game Pass. Uh, the Horizon for Ben West Burning Shore DLC on the 19th. Dead Island 2 on the 21st. I am actually looking forward to trying Dead Island 2. Finally. Yeah, no, finally. I, I'm looking I forward to I'm going to have more fun with it than I did the first one. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm honestly probably getting this day one. Like, I'm actually low-key excited for it for whatever reason. But, you know, so I, I, will, I will be t- checking this one out. In fact, it's a Goat Simulator 3 for the developers go. Oh shit! We should finish our game. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, oh, yeah. That, that is that is almost done, isn't it? Uh, last case of Benedict Fox is another one coming to Game Pass day one on the twenty seventh. That's a game that was revealed sometime last year. I don't remember what event. I might have been, I might have been at the Xbox showcase over the summer. Uh, and it actually looks kind of cool. Uh, with it going to Game Pass, it's one that I'll check out. It may just be one of those, you know, kind of uh, gems of a games that we'll come across, kind of like the one that you checked out, Zach, last summer. Was it? Uh, um, as dusk falls or whatever it was. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like it could be in the same realm as like it could just be a really nice uh, you know, game pass game to check out when it drops. Uh, Live Alive did get the recent announcement that it's going over to PS4, PS5, and PC. Uh, I think it's sold about um, 500k units. I think for the Switch, that's actually pretty good. That's not bad. So hey, going over to to these other consoles, pretty good spot. And then of course ending the month off with Star Wars Jedi Survivor on the 28th. Um, so yeah, I'm 100% obviously not going to finish the first game. So what I've been doing is I found an excellent video. I'm just I'm just not. Uh, I found an excellent video going over the full lore of the first game and it, it's been a very nice little listen while I've been driving to work. So it's obviously pretty long and all what the, the channel that I found on literally all this guy does is lore videos. It was just a nice channel to kick back, turn on, just listen to shit. So that's what I've been doing with this, getting the so I get the full grasp of the story for the first game going into this one. So I do, I do want to check it out. But yeah, you know, knowing me, I'll get this and probably won't fucking finish it. 
But that's why we have Zach, because Zach, you probably will finish it, because you liked the first game. That's debatable. It is debatable, but you're more likely to finish it than me. Probably. <laughs> but yeah, overall, pretty good month ahead uh, for April, honestly. And then, of course, in, in uh, May, we do have Zelda. And there was a couple other titles in May that were uh, looking pretty exciting. Um, boys, anything for April that you guys are, are wanting to check out? You know, obviously, got a couple of Game Pass games on there. So, John, does that mean you're going to play? I mean, I'm going to check out Dead Island 2. Okay. They only, the only, my only thing with that is... I kind of wish I played Dead Island when it came out instead of like Afterwards. in the in the last year. Yeah, because it's a lot rougher. It, <laughs> it was it was a rough play. It was. Yeah, but I mean, it honestly, it's like an early build dying light. Yeah. yeah, it was still fairly enjoyable. So I mean, at least going into it, I have like the template of the the first game in my head. So hope I'm just hoping this one's better. No. Are you going to check out that island too? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that, that's one that's going to probably be a day one pickup for me. I, I, I don't know why. I guess I'm just in the mood for a zombie game. I don't know. Uh, it just low-key just really excited for it. There's actually a lot of games on this list that I plan to check out, you know, because especially because, you know, a couple of them are going to be Game Pass games, the Minecraft Legends in the last case of Benedict Fox. Uh, so there's a couple that I definitely plan on checking out. And then Dead Island, Mega Man, and... Um, Horizon. Uh, yeah, the Horizon DLC as well. Which one thing they revealed for that that was so cool, you know, because it's just like it's just quality of life stuff. They revealed you know one new um, machine that you can ride that goes in the water and flies. So that that's just that's just convenient as shit. <laughs> like obviously, you know, because when it comes to the you know the underwater stuff, it's literally just you know good luck. You're just swimming the yeah. best you can. So if you come across a, like a snap maw underwater, <laughs> good luck, buddy. <laughs> you know, I, if I, I, I am so scared of underwater stuff in that game because of <laughs> snap maws, because in real life I have a fear of alligators. So it's like, I know it's a machine, but I just see this big ass thing swimming around underwater and I know I can't do anything against it while I'm underwater. So I, I am very cautious with all underwater stuff in that game, even though it's actually like the gameplay wise, very good you know for you know they actually nailed underwater mechanics where it actually feels good to be underwater but i can't do anything you can't like fight so i see a snap mall going around i'm like all right going the opposite direction not dealing with that (laughs) should i play that game yeah i have it you do don't you came with your playstation (laughs) i forgot about that (laughs) i forgot that's the ps5 that you bought you know, they're really pushing that God of War Ragnarok on PS5. Yeah. I would buy that and not play God of War. <laughs> that, that that would be you. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a good deal, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it is. You should play it whenever you get in the mood for an open world game. Because obviously, if you pick it up now, you'll drop it in like 10 hours. <laughs> that is my that is that is my <laughs> thing. That is right stable. Now. Yeah. No, like, this is exactly how it would go for you, John. You pick it up, you'd probably play about 10 hours. I, I, I'll give you the, I'll, I'll tell you, you'll probably dump in about 20 hours of gameplay. 10 hours will be you actually playing the game. You'll get bored of it, but then the other 10 will you be playing that chess game that I've talked about before, Strike. That's uh, probably what will happen. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, get, I, get, I get off on side quests of my own. All right, fair of, enough. Of little, like, meaningless shit. Fair. Strike is a lot of fun, though. I think you'd enjoy it. Uh, next thing is we did have the reveal of Murder of Sonic 
the Hedgehog announced and released free on Steam. Currently sitting on overwhelmingly positive reviews. I did Steam. download it. And I did start playing it earlier. Is it a sh- is it a shitty made game or does it actually? It's a visual good? novel and it, it looks pretty oh, good. Okay. Yeah, it, I mean it looks and it, it looks pretty good for yeah. It's a visual novel, so I mean I was enjoying it. It's fun. It's just a murder mystery. Oh okay. Yeah. Fun little game. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm so personally enjoying it. So it's Clue with Sonic. Basically, okay. The one thing that I, I, I did, I did look up something because I was curious. I did look up like if it had a set killer or not. So unfortunately, I do know who the the killer is now. But I mostly want to know like, is it straight? Like, <laughs> Why do you look stuff up like that when you're starting the game. <laughs> I looked it up after I started playing, but I mostly wanted to know because I knew I was going to touch on. It, that, hey, I'm playing it. Is I wanted to know if it was going to be a game where it's like you could continue playing it and there'd be a new killer every time you have to figure out. You know. Or if it was gonna be straight story, and it's just straight story, so I was like, ah, I mean, it's still fun. It's a fun, cute little game, but uh, it would have been cool if it would have been like, you know, like every you could just go in and play the game, have to figure out a killer every time. Like, I, I think that would have been more fun, but it is what it is. Uh, still talking about Steam. Apparently, I mean, Dolphin. If you want to do that, you can go play Crime Site. Speaking of that, uh, Crime, that Crime Boss game comes out this month. I was month, gonna add. I think. Oh, does it? I think, I think so. Is it not out? It might actually be out, yeah. Oh fuck yeah! I'm gonna go hang with Danny Trejo. That that might be out. <laughs> you just popped that in my brain. <laughs> I was I was gonna ask about that after after you had kind of finished with it. Oh yeah, it's out. What's it on? Uh, Everything. Yeah, it came out on the 28th. Came out just a couple days ago. Forty bucks. <laughs> Ooh, his Metacritic is bad. <laughs> Doesn't have good ratings. It oh. was literally just for a cast. We saw nothing. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We knew true. it was just going to be the cast. Yeah, no, I was gonna, I was gonna ask about that uh, when you'd kind of finish through your thing, Alex, because of the fact that I saw it was referenced on a video I was watching earlier, and I was like, oh yeah, let's see if these boys are gonna pick that up. It's just, yeah, this is the bad ratings. Well, I mean, the the rating on Epic Game Store is pretty all right. But other than that, probably like seven people rating it. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to that game. Uh, but yeah, Dolphin Emulator is now coming to Steam. So I thought that was actually pretty interesting. And I also, my first thought when I saw this is, wait, is that even legal? Um, and then I come to find out there is actually apparently another emulator on Steam. The one that does only Wii games, I think, is on Steam. I was like, oh. I didn't know that would even be legal. I thought Nintendo would be all over that and shut that down. But I, I don't know. There's a way around it because I guess it's because they're not putting up Nintendo titles on Steam. It's just the emulator itself. So I don't know. I guess this is just an easy way to download the emulator for people because I guess the, the the main thing, the main selling point that people are excited for is this obviously makes it naturally integrated for the Steam Deck. Yes. Because you could get the Dolphin emulator on the Steam Deck by uninstalling the Steam OS, you know, having the Windows OS and installing Dolphin emulator that way, the roundabout way. Now you can just have it on Steam Deck. So I guess that's pretty cool. I mean, that's actually pretty sweet. GameCube on the go. Um, But uh, yeah, my first question was, is that even legal? (laughs) Like, I feel like Nintendo would have been all over that. But anyway, uh, next thing we got here is uh, Bioware veteran uh, Mark Dara is... And the current Mass Effect team has been brought over to help finish Dragon Age Dreadwolf uh, to get this game out the door. Uh, that's like a mix of like, okay, cool, as well as okay, kind of concerning. Because like this game's obviously been quiet for so long. Yeah. So it's just like, all right, well, obviously having some struggles with it if that has to happen. Yeah, it's a pretty big name. 
uh, and then bringing, you know, now they're taking production off Mass Effect completely, which is totally understandable. You know, yeah, it's very early in development, so I get that. But uh, I don't know, it makes me question the current status of Dreadwolf and also makes me question just how far away we are from this game, you know? Uh, hopefully this summer we'll actually see something on makes it. Makes me question, where's Fable? Oh, that one's a ways off. <laughs> we'll get that, that one game, one that day. That game doesn't exist. I'm convinced it doesn't exist at this point, but I don't know, we'll see. I mean, my last touch was Fable Legends, rip. <sighs> yeah, I know, rest in peace. Uh, also, we did get an announcement that Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty expansion news is, in fact, confirmed for June. Kind of figured it would be, but just getting that official confirmation is always nice. Uh, and then, like I touched on earlier in the show, shout out to Forspoken DLC. In Tanta, we trust it's a prequel to the main game, takes place 25 years earlier. You'll travel back to the Purge of Reddick, the legendary battle that devastated Athea and eventually drove Tanta to madness. Comes out on May 26th. Shout out to the fact it's getting DLC. Yeah. Um, but they did not specify like how much it would cost or if it was free or whatever. I didn't see anything about that. So I would imagine they're just going to make it free. Like I don't know. I doubt it. I mean, yeah, it is. But with how much the game bombed, that's the only reason why I feel like they wouldn't make you pay. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I mean, shout out to the fact it's getting DLC, though. Uh, I will be kind of curious to see what else it just adds to the game, you know? Maybe some quality of life stuff, new spells, whatever that is. I don't. I have no idea. I will be kind of curious about that. Uh, there was also a recent Xbox controller patent floating around showing an Xbox controller with a touch screen, uh, but that was confirmed to be a Turtle Beach filing, not Microsoft per Tom Warren of The Verge. Tom Warren's a guy that I follow that is really on it for a lot of Microsoft news. Uh, so he was the first one who really threw it out there like, hey guys, this is not Microsoft because everyone else immediately was like, oh my God, look at this new Microsoft patent. Uh, and he was the one that threw it out there. It's like, hey, this one's not Microsoft. This one's a, a Turtle Beach thing that they're working on. But the, the the patent filing did look pretty sweet. So just wanted to shout that out in case you saw that. That one was not an official Microsoft thing. But it wouldn't shock me if that is something they want, want to try to look in the direction for. Because as we've mentioned before, you know, Phil Spencer has definitely talked about how he feels like their controller is lacking, uh, especially with what PlayStation's been able to do with the DualSense. But... Still talking about Xbox. Xbox Activision Blizzard purchase still on a good track. Japan Fair Trade Commission determined it would not restrain competition. And then also apparently members of U.S. Congress has also now accused Sony of blatant anti-competitive uh, com conduct in Japan, which I think everyone would know that. You know, Sony has definitely been doing that over in Japan for quite a while when it comes to Xbox, when we, especially when you look at the numbers. And it's like Nintendo overwhelming, Sony overwhelming, and then it's like there's Xbox, like a nice little like 2%. Um, so, you know, I, I, everything is still pointing on track, uh, for this thing to get done and really get done probably by June, in my opinion. Uh, apparently arc two has been delayed to 2024, uh, late 2024 that this is, you know, there was like no confirmed release window than 2023, but from the, the general vibe that I've got from people online is that this is a very, very massive delay, which obviously late 2024 is pretty huge. Arc 1 getting a remaster as Arc Survival Ascendant coming in August for PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. The official service of the original Arc will be shut down in August. So that brings me the questions. Because yeah, the ascend the re the remaster was only listed for PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. So I guess rip Xbox One, PS4, Switch, I guess rip all Sounds that. Sounds like it. That's kind of the vibe yeah. I got. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, it's the vibe I got was fuck them. So if you haven't up, if you haven't got one of the the new consoles yet or a PC and you like Arc, fuck you. I guess you you screwed. Have fun. You know. I already mentioned the Assassin's Creed thing earlier. Uh, a couple games gone gold. Zelda was confirmed to be done, uh, and Final Fantasy 16 is confirmed to be gone gold as well. 
And the last little tidbit is Vampire Survivor's second DLC, uh, Weaves in Enchanted Fairy. Eight new characters, 13 new weapons, one new stage, seven music tracks, 20 new achievements to re-earn your 100% save, $2 on the 13th coming here soon. And also shout out to Vampire Survivor's winning the best game at the BF, BAFT Game Awards, TA Game Awards. Shout out to that. They beat hey, out some pretty notable titles. Think about it this way. I mean, Vampire Survivors was a $4 game yep. or something. Still is. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's a it's not an expensive game, but it picked up enough popularity to be, because of how simple and good the game is to garner DLCs that it can sell at a, like half of what the game costs. Yep. Yep. It's, it's a second like, one at $2. It's like it's mad, it's like guy behind this game. Good 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 to you. He's like, he got on the same track as the FNAF guy. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. Yeah, it's like you. I mean, it's it's just good to see little little like little stories like this where like small indie game picks up steam, continues to be able to make it. Facts, facts. Vampire Survivor went on a hell of a run and uh, still is going on a hell of a run. So definitely shout out to that. Uh, that's all I had for the weekly wrap up. Boys, you got anything you want to shout out, add to it, follow up on with our conversation today? I don't think I got anything. No. All right. I'm going to hit the music when we get out of here. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you've been catching us live, thank you very much. And maybe we'll see you again. And if you haven't subscribed, definitely subscribe. Bye. Uh, do everything he said and more. And uh, if you've made it to the end of the show with us, whether you caught us at the beginning or partway through, thank you very much. Uh, we do these streams every Saturday about 6 p.m. Central Time. So maybe we'll see uh, catch us from the beginning of it or at least sometime during it next time. Thank you. Make sure to also check us out at our website, sparky3.com. You can sign up for free. It's not five bucks a month. We appreciate the extra support, as well as the extra support on some Rogue Energy and Agent Inc. We'd appreciate all of that. Go follow us over at TikTok, at Official. Join the Discord, everything in between. Make sure to check out the other shows. Uh, until next time, guys, have a good one. See you next time. Bye.